Well, good Sunday morning to you, and welcome to Living Better in San Diego, a public service presentation of the Intercom San Diego radio stations. I'm Susan DeVincent, along with Yvonne Ermey, and today we're talking about NOAA Homes, a local Catholic organization that serves all faiths with exceptional residential services and choices for adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. With us today is their CEO, Molly Nokon, and the parent director of development, Mary Bones. Welcome, ladies. So glad you could join us today. Thank you, Susan. So great to be here. Very excited to be joining you. Thank you. So you guys have a really fun holiday event coming up. It's called Enchanted Village. It's an important fundraiser for you. But first, let's talk about Noah Homes. So Noah Homes has been here 36 years, and we've been very proud to service uh, and take care of families and adults with developmental disabilities. And our goal has always been to give them independent homes and keep them active in the community as much as possible. And uh, we started off with one home and six residents. And 36 years later, we have 10 homes. 90 residents and about 130 staff. So we've grown dramatically and have a lot of people to take care of. Wow, that's great. So, and, and I understand that you both have personal connection to the organization. Yes, I'm blessed to be not only uh, a staff member there, but also a parent. My daughter, love of my life, is 29 and she has nonverbal autism and she's there and she's thriving with, with a great uh, community involvement and with friends, friends I could not provide her access to because uh, you know she was living at home with mom at the time so now she's in the social community and she's growing by leaps and bounds you know it's amazing how much just autism alone how much we've learned about it and how much has changed I remember when I first got married let's see it was 1990 we bought a house and it was a beautiful house and beautiful family lived there I said why are you guys possibly leaving this great house and she said my son has autism and there's just no place to get help for him here in San Diego 1990 so they were moving across the country to New Jersey where they were doing incredible work with kids with autism. At first she said she thought he just had a hearing issue and that's what they thought was the problem. So it's amazing how much getting the right help and getting the right kind of therapy can change lives. I work with an autism organization now. There's a kid graduating from George Washington. I think he's gonna be one of our next senators. He's wow. incredible. <laughs> I mean, he has no problem speaking in front of crowds. I mean, it's amazing yeah. what a place like this can do. You call this, by the way, a choice community. Now, what does that mean, Molly? So a choice community is something that we really are proud of because many people believe that there should be one choice and it should be a small home and four beds out in a community. And we believe that every person like we are is different and there are all sorts of social choices and social models. And our model is one of a very large inclusive community. And we have 10 homes, we have 12 acres, we have 90 residents, and they all get to interact as a social community together when they come back. But every day they're out in the community and they're doing a job or they're volunteering. So they get the best of both worlds. And we believe we're one of those choices. And so one of the cool things that you're teaching them is simply independence. Absolutely. We want them to know that they can function as independently as possible, but if they need the help, we're there to help them. You guys have 90 residents at NOAA Homes, is that correct? Yes. And um, Molly, you said you became involved with the organization because of your brother, right? I did. I have an older brother. I had an older brother named Herbie, and he became lovely known as the Sheriff of NOAA. And he lived there very happily 14 years. My parents died rather close to each other, and he wanted to have his independence. And my sister and I didn't have a home that made that happen for him. But Noah Homes did. So we were really excited to have that, and we were very supportive family members. And later on, I became uh, one of the board members, and it soon became apparent they needed some more help and uh, moved my way into being executive director and then into being CEO. So it was a trip I never thought I'd take, but I'm here. 
And, uh, and your brother had Alzheimer's, is that correct? He did. He was a young man with Down syndrome. And what we've discovered uh, through our, our journey with that is that those with Down syndrome are six times more likely to get Alzheimer's. Oh. And he was one of the first ones we really watched and understood, oh, my gosh, it's not behaviors, it's Alzheimer's. Right. And uh, he died. Fortunately for me, the staff was so amazing. He was only gone nine days before he passed, and he didn't know he was out of his home. But there's many more that came right behind him who had to leave, and they had to go to a nursing home, and it just wasn't okay. Yeah. So your brother had Alzheimer's and your daughter has autism. Who's represented there? So autism and Down syndrome is a big piece, but so is cerebral palsy, fragile X. Uh, some of them are multiple diagnoses, some are dual diagnosed. So it just depends on whatever is covered by the state of California for developmental disability we're able to manage. Let's go back to Alzheimer's. I know memory care is a really big part of what, what you guys do. And I read a, a stat on your website. I couldn't believe that one in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's. One in three? That's a huge number, especially even just right here in San Diego alone. It is. And unfortunately, because we are a wonderful retirement state, we have one of the largest populations of seniors in the country. And thus we have, I think Alzheimer's is now the third largest killer in San Diego County right now. And it's the only disease that has no cure. Can I ask a really, what I'm sure is a very dumb question, but what do people actually die of when, when they have Alzheimer's? When they have Alzheimer's, it really depends on what their body is doing. But Alzheimer's basically tells your body to start shutting down. You just uh -huh. start losing brain cells and one by one you lose the ability to eat and you lose the ability just to uh, stand and you just lose all sorts of functionings in your body. It just kind of slowly shuts down. And it's a process that can happen over a number of years. It can also happen quickly. So it's not just your mind, your ability to speak or remember, it's literally your organs shutting down as well? It's a degeneration of brain cells under Alzheimer's. There's other types of dementia, but Alzheimer's is the killer that just slowly but surely shuts your body down. Well, on a happy note, even though that's a big part of what you do. What's exciting is I hear you're trying to build a couple of new Alzheimer's homes. We actually built the new Alzheimer's homes, yeah. so we're really, really excited about having them. My brother put me on that journey because I didn't want to see more leaving like he had to. So we, uh, in January, it'll be our third year. We have two pilot homes that we opened, and uh, each home will be able to accommodate 10 people. And we've now, um, sadly but happily, have allowed nine residents to die peacefully in their own rooms, in their own homes, with their families and staff around them that have known them sometimes 25 years. And uh, we're hoping that state will allow us to open more. We're working on that right now. But there's such a huge need, and the waiting list is um, sadly huge. And we, we uh, don't want to see that happen to anybody else. I was just going to ask you that about the wait list must be enormous, because it just sounds like such a lovely place to be. Because it has to be hard for families that have reached a point where they know that they can't take care of someone in their family on their own. And that's that's very frustrating. It's very frustrating, and it's also something that parents need to realize, and I'm sure Mary can speak to that, but it's not only just finding something when you have a tragedy or somebody's somebody's sick, you want to give them a life ahead of time, and you yeah. want them to be prepared that when you do have something happen, that they're not going to have to deal with that tragedy and a new home. So I think Mary can talk to that, too. Yeah, that was certainly a goal of mine when I uh, became a volunteer at NOAA Homes and then joined the board, is to kick the tires and make sure this would be a, a wonderful place for my my gem of a daughter to um, to live and also knowing that um, that I wasn't getting any younger but that one day that she would have lifetime care and uh, she her siblings would also be free of the, the the responsibility and the challenges as much as we love my daughter dearly it's it's mm -hmm. they needed to have their own lives too and she needed to have her own life full of independence and the ability to take karate and ice skate and make friends and yeah, do normal cool, be just like a kid absolutely yeah. she's got an enviable life right now so <laughs> I'm really pleased for her you know, I, I have a, a cousin with nonverbal autism as well, and he is, oh my cousin Michael is, I think he might be in his early 20s now, 
Um, but he's still living with my aunt and uncle. And I know that sometimes, you know, it, it, things can be challenging. And they have gone back and forth about, you know, there are times when they wonder if if they're giving him the best care, you know, that they can. Sure. And I, I know that there are, there's stigma or people, it's challenging for people to think about different options or living opportunities. Do you have any advice for anybody? I think you just follow your heart. You know your child. You know what's best for your child. But at some point, you have to walk away and, and put their independence and their their freedoms and their choices as kind of paramount and let and lead with that. And I knew that as much it was it's hard to give my child to someone else and trust in that care, it was also good for her to learn to step up. Uh, and try to communicate more, which is obviously one of the deficits of autism, and mm-hmm. and to reach out and make another family unit, which she did in Noah Homes. Noah Homes is her family. Well, as you guys said, the need seems to be growing. You have a, a long wait list of people that want to get into Noah Homes. Uh, is it appropriate to ask what it costs, and are your costs offset at all? The interesting part about the state of California is we're an entitlement state, so it means that anybody with a disability that qualifies under the Department of Developmental Services and that's the ones we talked about being autism, uh, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, fragile X, and others, they're covered by the state, and the state will provide services for them. So we're contracted with the state to provide those services. But as we all know, when you have a state service, uh, the payment is never at the rate that you need to be able to provide those services. So we're at about a um, almost 35 to 38% deficit every year of what it really costs to take care of our residents. So being a nonprofit helps us tremendously to be able to fundraise. Well, and that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. A really fun way that you guys are fundraising actually is going on again today and then again next weekend. A beautiful holiday display you guys have put together called Enchanted Village, and it certainly looks like it. Tell us about the Enchanted Village. Well, it's it's going to be the highlight of your holiday period, so <laughs> come and join us. Uh, we're just near Still Canyon High School, so pop on by, but it's uh, a beautiful three-acre display of lights and a festival of trees. We have um, countless sponsors, including um, Starbucks is sponsoring our hot chocolate. So come on by and see the lights. We have 60, 70 trees all lit up. Very surprising and creative interpretations of the 12 days of Christmas. Every night we've got a choral performing group and we have a sled run for those under 12 with full-blown... Oh, why do you have to be under 12? I'm a little bit older than that. I'm well, do we it. might let you sneak in if we turn our backs on you, but we thought snow in East County could be kind of fun. Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I want to go sledding. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, I just I've just seen the pictures on the website and it just is just a magical place. And now this is not just for the community of Noah Homes. This is for the entire community of San Diego to come out. I think it's a great way for people to learn about who you are and that you're there, but it also is an important thing and that kind of gives jobs to the people of Noah Homes. Tell us how that works. That became a big goal of mine because uh, we all know that getting jobs in general is difficult. Um, our population, almost 70% of them are unemployed. Oh, and wow. we just had a bigger and harder time finding those jobs. And we said, well, we're going to have to do it ourselves. So last year we employed four. Um, when we opened up, this year we're employing eight and another dozen or so are volunteering because they want to be involved with it. Mm-hmm. So our goal is that we get to em- employ as many as we can as we keep growing. But that's part of the 
organization's goal is to give them jobs that are meaningful and let the public see who they are and understand that they're very employable and do phenomenal work with people. This whole thing is, by the way, a massive undertaking. I mean, just mm-hmm. just imagine someone that just has the craziest light display in your neighborhood times, times 1,000, yeah. what you guys are doing there. How did this all come together? I mean, you must have had people that build stuff, people that are electricians. I mean, how do you find all the people? And do you still need volunteers to help you with this? I have a phenomenal staff who, who help me in my visions, and I sometimes wonder why they're still with because my visions just keep growing. But I <laughs> I patterned it after an organization in Las Vegas who's been doing it 25 years. And so we're wow. certainly on a much smaller scale, but we're growing. And uh, we had a huge band of volunteers. I believe we had 50 volunteers a night last year helping us. This year's a similar number. But uh, it's taken thousands of hours. We started in the summer as to get everything going, and we've wow. been building it and putting it together since the uh, first week of November, Mary? Yes, we've been working with um, all kinds of great volunteer groups. We have churches volunteering. We have the Navy volunteering. We have, you know, shout out to Intuit, to Kaiser, to Lowe's. A lot of people have come out in support of making the Enchanted Village spectacular again this year. Uh, Mary was showing me earlier some photos of gingerbread houses that oh. the Boy Scouts built for the for the Enchanted Village. Oh, that's it looks, so cute. It, looks really cool. it was an Eagle Scout project that a wonderful donor and family has come forward two years in a row, and they're building more and more each year for us. So oh, thank you, Boy that. Scouts. Oh, <laughs> shout out to the Scouts. That's a very creative Eagle Scout project, Absolutely. too. Yeah, I like that idea. So what does it cost for people that want to come and do this? So it's $14.99 for adults and $9.99 for children, mm-hmm. and you can buy tickets at the door, although I'd highly recommend you go onto the website which is enchantedvillage.org and get your tickets there you can also check out who are performing groups every night uh, for instance tonight we have the san diego children's choir coming oh, and we also have frozen characters and butt of the elf coming oh, so wow. great photo ops with your kids and of course we have santa at the village every night and come get your family pictures there for the same cost of the admission and you know what i love wow. that this is uh, like a new holiday tradition for families too it looks like disneyland right yeah. here in san diego and you can stay as long as you want have fun you don't have those crazy crowds that are down in Balboa can we just talk about go back to the Santa that you said you're Mm -hmm. gonna have Santa there taking yes because I was chatting with a couple of our co-workers I think yesterday morning and they both have kids I think that's their first Christmases and they were talking about how like the photo package for Santa was like $50 yes wow and like the little mini package was still like something really insane so I think that's a great this is the best kept secret in San Diego as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. Well, not anymore. Because we have a fabulous Santa with full-on beer, et cetera, and he welcomes you into his little tent, and you get two four-by-sixes before you leave, as well as the the image sent right to your cell phone. So you're instantly posting it yourself and enjoying it and enlarging it and using it for the same ticket price. And you know what? It's really nice that Santa takes time out. This is his high season, so he must really believe in Noah Holmes that he's taking the time to be there with you guys. Yeah, I Noah guess so. Holmes has priority. I Noah feel like Holmes has priority, as do our residents. He actually spent some time last year going up to our memory care Aww. homes and taking pictures with the residents, Aww. and they loved it. So he he's actually the Santa who was at Fashion Valley for many years, and we stole him away. So we're very excited <laughs> about that. Well, that's really great. So, again, it's going on. So it was two weekends, but here we are now on Sunday. So it's going on again today. And then for three days, next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday through the 22nd. And again, the website is? EnchantedVillage.org. 
Well, that's easy to remember. Is this like a main fundraiser for you guys, by the way, too? And are there other things throughout the year that you're doing that we can help with as San Diegans? I think something that would be wonderful, one of the things we're finding is because Noah's been here 36 years and we still have two of our original residents living with us. Many have been there 20, 25 years plus, wow. and they've outlived their families. So we have a lot of folks who have no families. And uh, if you go to our go to Amazon wish list, mm-hmm. uh, Noah Homes has an Amazon wish list there. You can reach it through our website, noahomes.org. But you can adopt a house. You can adopt a resident. You can provide presents for them for Christmas. Oh, Lots lovely. of opportunities to actually give back to those that don't have families and, and get engaged with somebody directly. So we'd love to have you do that. And uh, there's all sorts of volunteer opportunities on our website all year round for residents that need help with reading and residents that might need help um, hanging out um, and just having somebody visiting with them. So we, we do our best to make sure we engage the community as much as we can on our campus as well as when they're out in the community. You know, a lot of times right about now we think about kids being in the hospital and, and how hard that is. And we do a lot of fundraisers and toy drives. And, and it's true, anything that can make them feel better and happier is always a good thing. But no one ever really thinks about adults that might be in a facility like this. And you want to make them feel like this is their home, this is where they live, and that they're celebrating the holidays just the same. Well, I think it's incredible that you have original residents there. I mean, yes, that's home. And that speaks to a lot about the quality of the care that you're giving them as well. It does, and it speaks to the level of our employees. And I I can't say enough for what they do because it is a thankless job that is low-paying, and we do everything we can to tell them how much we appreciate it. But when you're in the trenches with these folks that are having high needs and you're there every single day, these folks become your family. And the residents and the staff all know that. And now that we have our memory care homes, we can now say to a family member, which I couldn't say three years ago, if you bring your child to us at 18, unless they have severe medical issues and they choose to stay with us, they're here for life. And to tell an 80-year-old that who has just been diagnosed with cancer and has had their child at home all their lives is something huge for them that they can finally have a sigh of relief and say, thank goodness somebody's taking care of my child. But there just aren't enough places like Noah Homes to do that, and we need more. And it takes away the guilt that someone must feel. You know, as a parent, you, you feel guilty if you're not giving the right quality of care at the same time if you... If you give your child over to someone else, there's guilt there as well. Like, how, how could I have not done better? But, I mean, we're all giving our our kids away to someone else. You know what I mean? You're like, your kids mm-hmm. grow up. Like you said, independence is important, mm-hmm. you know. No matter what, I mean, I think there comes a time. Got to let go. <laughs> I think one of the most important things that somebody that has cared for a child with a disability and, and being my brother and my older brother, and he didn't listen to his younger sister, so I always had to call my sister in Colorado and say, would you tell him to do this because he won't listen to me? Mm-hmm. But when he came home to visit me and I said, oh, come on home and we'll have a great weekend, he goes, well, my home's here, but I'll come visit you. And it was heartbreaking for me to hear him say it's not his home anymore, but it was wonderful to hear Noah is now his home. And he would visit me at my home. But he had his home and his life and his friends and his social circle. And that's huge. You want everybody to have a social circle and a group of friends. And you can't always have that when you're disabled because there aren't as many things and places to, to be able to, to be like the rest of us get to do. Yeah. What is the, what's the age range? I was just going to ask that because I'm wondering yeah. about like education. If you so do, you have to be 18. Is it uh, younger as well? We're licensed by the state of California to uh, take them at 18. So okay. they're in school or transition programs prior to that. And then uh, it used to be when I first started years ago that at 60 they had to leave and go to a nursing home because they weren't supposed to live that long. So we stopped that process very quickly and said, no, we'll keep taking care of them. 
Now, because so many are over age 45, 50, and 60, they say, please don't talk to us unless you can't take care of them. So that's become a whole different uh, process. But um, Plus, just like any 60-year-old doesn't want to hear, you know, how dare you say that I need to go to a nursing exactly, home? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> None of us want to run away when we need no. the help the most. Forget no. it. And how dare you say that I'm old? Like, yeah. oh, no, <laughs> I am too young for a nursing home. How dare you? And to tell you how wonderful the care is at all uh, organizations that are taking care of adults, our oldest right now is 72 and I think in the state, uh, the average is closer to 48 to 50. It used to be in their 30s. But now they're living very well into their 40s, 50s, and 60s with very few uh, health issues. And it's just amazing to see them thrive like that. That's great. Can I ask you about the setup again of the homes? Now, is there someone that's also living there with them? So our homes are set up at different levels. And a level two home is a home that's kind of mom and dad prompts and cares. There's one staff for six residents. And there is somebody who sleeps over. Nobody lives there, but they sleep over. So they're they're cared for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If they need a little more care, they'd move to a level three home as they got a bit older. And level three is a staffing of about one to three to three and a half uh, residents per staff. And they might need more direct help of taking medications, getting dressed, um, getting out the door. So a little more hands-on, a little more direct help. And then when the memory care homes opened, they were a level four. And a level four could mean full needs, absolutely full needs. Uh, our staffing level is about one to two. So they get full care, and they can stay in those homes, and we also engage hospice to help us. And when I had to go to a nursing home with my brother, he was one of 15 that a CNA was taking care of. Oh so it's a horrible process and transition because they go from almost one-on-one care to one to 15 with no direct help. And you want to have people feel dignity, you know, that they're getting well taken care of as well. You would be delighted and honestly charmed if you walked into our homes. All the homes look very similar in nature in that they're, they're really a family home. It's a family unit. You walk in, there's large, comfortable couches. It's mm-hmm. all well-appointed. There's pictures all over the front wall of all the residents and they're all very proud of their picture mm-hmm. large farm table for for meals and shared uh, shared events a huge kitchen and then the the single and the double bedrooms that, that are all appointed with their favorite pop stars and pictures of Disneyland and you would wow. actually think you're walking it looks like my house so that is very comforting to know that such care and attention to details put into making this truly um, a family experience for every resident you must feel so good as a mom seeing your child there and knowing that she's so well taken care of too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the other day I was there helping helping her hang up some clothes and she pushed me away and I'm like, well, that's a, that's probably a good thing. Time for you to leave. Yeah. You know, just like every school too. I had my son in a Montessori school and cost a fortune and still they always needed to do fundraising constantly, constantly, constantly. Are the parents doing that? Are they pitching in, helping with cooking, with creative ideas? How do the parents get involved? We are blessed with a great parent group and, you know, it spans all ages and when the parent may be not be able to help, then, then we have siblings jumping in too, but we have people teaching piano lessons, you know, where they oh, where they cool. don't have necessarily means, but they have talent. Uh, we have people jumping in to participate in the Amazon wish list from afar that can't be local and, and maybe more engaged. We have people making our marquee for Enchanted Village that was a family member and decorating trees and there's people out there right now decorating trees that are parents so our parents are blessed and very very well needed little army of of helpers oh my gosh the trees it looks like a professional i mean they're gorgeous (laughs) this is not like just you know yeah the local parents up there doing that it's not like dad doing it it's just absolutely gorgeous well we learned a few tricks of the trade from the people in las vegas we went over there to see them a couple of years ago one of our donors is a wonderful 
wonderful lady named C.A. Hartnell, and she is the uh, lady of the decorating, and she taught us how to poof the trees. How do you poof the trees? You, yeah, it's a secret. Well, it's a secret. Oh. It's a secret. <laughs> Pipe cleaners and a very deft touch, but she showed us how to do it. So you'll see some beautifully decorated trees that have these beautiful poofs on them, and we have a huge oh. candy land. Uh-huh. Where uh, her tree is is situated, so we have a beautiful place to walk through with candy that that is set up like Candyland. Uh, another wonderful supporter, Sam, the cooking guy of Not Not Tacos. Oh, we love Sam. Yeah. Sam has an upside down tree decorated, so Sam will have an up Not Not Taco tree there. Of course, so we're excited about that as well. <laughs> Sam always does things in Sam his own is way. Phenomenal. We yes. love Sam. Oh my gosh, she's a the not, best. Not Taco. Tree. <laughs> yeah, Not Not Tacos. I'm so curious to know what this looks like. <laughs> as he says, when people would ask, "Is that a taco?" Because he puts unusual ingredients yeah, in taco. Is it a taco? Well, it's not. Not a taco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way he says it. But anyway, so are a lot of the trees like already there are they brought in are these like traditional christmas trees you bring in well every year sponsors you know come forward and decide to to sponsor a tree and year over year our sponsors have come back because they just love the experience so they could be a community business they could be family it could be um you know another organization but yes we've been blessed to have great and beautiful trees sponsored including our board our very involved and very dedicated board has a competition going down Right now for the best trees, so so uh, we've got great board trees too. So you'll see some spectacular decorating going on, and we even have um, our our Jewish community has come forward, and we have a beautiful tree from them, and we have Hanukkah displays. So we're hoping everyone will come by and enjoy our our wonderful experience. Well, you said one of the magical words, by the way, to sponsor. So that's something that you always need as an ongoing basis. So this is something that's a a big fundraiser for you, I would imagine, annually. But a sponsor is something you need as an ongoing basis. So are you looking still for sponsors for this particular event or in the future for something else? Absolutely, you know, we're always looking for sponsors, whether it's the Enchanted Village or it's throughout the year. Uh, we have all kinds of opportunities to come by and do um, a sponsorship of time and talent um, or a sponsorship of capital towards our Enchanted Village. Uh, There's a great way to make an impact in our organization, a goodwill the community, and um, also just bring your bring your employees out and let them have the kind of great cheer and uh, compassion experience, making a difference in the lives of our of our residents. Yeah, people are always looking for ways to give back to their own community and what a what a great team building kind of thing for somebody to do. And it just really feels good to give. And then when you just see right in front of you, like how beautiful the spaces that you've helped to build and the smile that you're putting on people's faces, I mean, that just warms your heart more than anything else. Well, plus the opportunity to get 5,000 people to walk by your tree and, and yeah. learn about your business and be that much more compelled to go and, and support your business because you're supporting a wonderful organization like Noah Homes. Yeah. So you guys have been doing um, Enchanted Village for this is the second year. Is that right? Yes, this is our second year. Okay. And so how many people went last year? Last year, we welcomed about 2,400 people. This wow. year, we expect about 5,000 to come through. Oh. So we are getting ready for a, for a big crowd and we um, have... The tickets are limited online, so we don't get overwhelmed. We don't. We want people to enjoy the experience. So we do encourage people to buy their tickets online first so that they make sure they get their tickets. But uh, we're very excited about, about what's happening this year. And then when they come, they can stay and play and take pictures and have fun. And it's yeah. not like you take one loop around they and you're out of your Instagram feed <laughs> with these beautiful exactly, Christmas no. trees. But it's true, right? Parents are always looking for really fun, beautiful, bright pictures and all the pretty lights. It's a great, like you said, it's a hidden gem that so many people don't know about. So what is the 
the address? Where are you guys located? We are located at 12526 Campo Road in Spring Valley, mm-hmm. We're right next door to Steel Canyon High School in Rancho San Diego. So it's really easy to get to right out at the end of 94. And again, the website and the cost? Enchantavillage.org. Uh, adults $14.99, children $9.99. And just thank you to everyone who came last year and, and made it their new family tradition. I love it. I mean, that really should be the tradition because it's a short drive right off the freeway, easy to get to. Susan, I have to say, one of our board members uh, said to me, and I was so happy to hear it because I'm a big Disney fan too, but he said, you know, we're giving Disney a big run for its money for being the happiest place on earth. And my goal was that we could bring families out together and let families do things together and enjoy the nights together. So we hope you'll come, stay, enjoy. And, and have a phenomenal family tradition started with us. Yeah, a great family tradition for the holidays, but also a great way to kind of introduce your child to giving back to the community and about what that looks like, because that's really the purpose of what we're doing here, what you're going to be showing people when they're there. So I always think that that's a great lesson to teach kids. You know, it's not just a trip to Disneyland. It's these are the people that live here. This is how we're helping. And isn't this great? The kids are going to want to do that year after year. They're going to grow up and want to do that as adults, too. And we have a lot of volunteer groups that are coming out now it takes about 50 volunteers a night to run this run this for us and so what a great thing to do to come with your friends and volunteer for the night and enjoy what's happening but but also get to see that you're helping somebody with a disability and you're helping them thrive and you're giving them the opportunity to have a lifetime home and you mentioned hot chocolate there is hot chocolate chocolate. is there snacks there are food trucks there's chick-fil-a there uh, i don't even know all the food trucks that are coming but we have a pretty big group of uh, foodies that are helping us out on lining all those up Uh, we have lots of cookies and treats so plenty to keep you busy and keep your tummy full while you're there yeah so all you got to do is pile the kids in the car and just go there you get your dinner there you get your hot chocolate there you get all your pictures there go see your one and done yeah exactly exactly All right, well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, the Enchanted Village is going on today, again next weekend, Friday through Sunday, the 22nd. Tickets available at enchantedvillage.org. Molly Nocon, Mary Bones, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and I hope you have just enormous crowds. Thank you guys so much, Susan Yvonne. We really appreciate your time and helping us spread the word. You gals are are great. Thank you very much. Thank you. So great to have you. So that's a wrap for this edition of Living Better in San Diego. If there's something you'd like us to cover or just want to give us feedback, reach out to us at livingbetteratentercom.com. Thanks for sharing your Sunday morning with us. I'm Sue DeVinson along with Yvonne Ermey. Hope you have a great weekend and make sure to catch up with us again next Sunday for another episode of Living Better in San Diego. Talk soon. The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect the opinions and views of the staff and management of the Intercom San Diego radio stations. Episodes of Living Better in San Diego are available on this station's website.